Hello and welcome to the Faculty Podcast, covering the latest breakthroughs, research news and insight, delivered by the world's leading academic and industry figures. In this episode, Grace McCarthy discusses the practice of managerial coaching and offers recommendations for those seeking to foster managerial coaching in their organizations. Well, 20 years ago, the most common form of coaching was executive coaching. So you had a professional person who came in from outside a company, and they were really helping a person to think out loud, think about options, make choices. It was a very useful service. But over that time, people realized, well, actually, we could do this with our own employees and get similar benefits. There are differences, of course, in how it's done. But what you do see nowadays, the job advertisements are often looking for coaching skills. The job descriptions for managers actually say coaching skills. And in the UK, one of the studies showed that 80% of managers say they're now expected to coach. And it's not just in the UK, it's happening across the world. China, Korea, lots of different parts of Europe, America. So this is a context. There's a really big increase in managers being expected to coach their own, own employees. And yet we don't know all that much about why they do it, how they do it, and what makes it different from that other form of executive coaching. Because we wanted to explore uh, an area that we really didn't know all that much about, we didn't just want to do a tick box type of survey. At the same time, we wanted to get responses from a lot of different people. So what we did was an online survey with a lot of free text boxes where people could just give us their views about things that we didn't ask specifically about in advance because we weren't sure what exactly would emerge. And in fact, of the people who replied, and we had 580 respondents in this, they gave us hundreds of really long free text responses. We were amazed. But it's because, of course, the people who responded were those who really believe in the power of coaching, the difference it makes to their employees. These people were general managers and HR managers, And 95% of these 580 said that they do coach others themselves, and over half of them were coaching at least once a week. So they knew a lot about the topic. They were great people to give the information, and they really um, gave us very interesting insights that we haven't predetermined. We didn't initially set out to use the Ability Motivation Opportunity Framework, but when we started analyzing the data, that showed from the data that there was a good fit between what the managers were telling us and how that framework works. So what we did was to actually, we first of all looked for the common themes in the responses, and then we put similar words together. Then we specifically looked for terms that were in the literature about coaching managers, and so that even if the terms didn't appear that commonly, we could still identify if they were coming out. We looked at what words were going together, whether people were using positive words or negative adjectives. And having looked at all of that, then that's how we found the themes just clustered naturally in this framework, which looks at ability, motivation, and opportunity. If we look under those three headings of ability, motivation, and opportunity, under ability, we found that the managers were demonstrating a very... um, a very strong ability to coach. They were describing the coaching approaches that we talk about in the theory and the literature where the manager listens to the other person. They ask questions of the other person, so they're encouraging the team member to think for themselves and to come up with solutions. They described using a coaching approach to give feedback in a constructive way. And they talked about hugely positive outcomes, the improved working relationships, improved performance, people feeling empowered, 
feeling trusted. There was an alignment, they reported to us, between what their employees were now able to do and the organizational goals. So huge benefits. Um, really, the ability of the managers came out so strongly in all of this. They did highlight some difficulties. That are, There could be perceptions of favoritism if they coach some people, not others, for example. And they did note that not all managers make good coaches. And the managers that don't make good coaches were, in the opinion of these respondents, those who find it difficult to delegate, which makes perfect sense. If we look now at motivation, this was our favorite part of the research. So our participants talked about the joy of seeing an employee develop, of witnessing transformations and revelations and happiness and winning hearts and minds. They used words that we don't normally expect managers to use when they're taking a part in some academic research. They talked about how much they learned from coaching. They talked about the passion and the enthusiasm, the employee engagement. And one of the very interesting um, findings in terms of their motivation, they found that using a coaching approach developed trust and in return also helped people to be ready for change. So we all know that change is happening all the time. So instead of a change management for a particular project, they were saying that having an ongoing coaching approach helps people to have that trusting relationship. They trust their manager and therefore... If the manager says you know, there's more change coming or change is just the norm, we're always going to have some change, they're okay with that because they feel their managers will actually look after them. They have that relationship with them. So that has um, sparked a follow-on study that I'm writing up at the moment. The third uh, aspect of the framework is all about opportunity. So given all of these amazingly positive findings, what is stopping more managers from coaching? Well, even these managers who are so passionate about it did say that finding the time to coach could be a problem. Establishing a trusting relationship takes time. Employees need time to get used to coaching as a leadership style. On the plus side, they said that it saves them time in the long run because their employees get used to bringing solutions to them rather than waiting for their managers to solve their problems for them. The managers then have more time for strategic thinking. They also talked about the things that can um, influence their taking the opportunity to coach is the particular context. If it's a crisis, they become more directive because there isn't time to consider different perspectives, to consider potential alternative solutions. So in that um, context, they talked about coaching with hindsight, solve the problem that is causing the immediate crisis and then when you have more time, take the opportunity to use a coaching approach to consider how you might handle that situation differently another time. And another thing that influenced their taking the opportunity or not, whether to coach, was the individual um, employee, how coachable they were, that some employees actually preferred being told what to do. But they said the majority actually valued this participative coaching style. In our conclusions, we concluded that Ability, motivation, opportunity, all three are important if you want to implement a coaching by managers approach in your organization. Organizations can't just say, from today to tomorrow, we expect all of our managers to coach their teams. They have to consider the ability, the motivation, the opportunity. If we want to enhance managers' ability to coach, then we need to give some training that is specific 
for coaching managers because some of the issues they come up with, like those possible perceptions of favoritism, will be different for a coaching manager compared to an executive coach. We also uh, felt that it was important for the HR managers who are going to support the introduction of a coaching approach to consider the three headings of ability, motivation, and opportunity, both at the initial stage and what ongoing support might be needed. So, for example, at the initial stage, you provide that initial training so that everybody has the confidence to take advantage of the opportunities and the confidence to do so. But on an ongoing basis, looking at peer support, for example, managers um, coaching each other, providing some uh, support by sort of expert coaches or people who can actually help people talk through, let's say a manager is coaching somebody who's proving to be quite difficult and there is struggling to find a way forward, what kind of way might he actually tackle that? Actually providing some support for new coaches who are managers as well as coaches is really important. In terms of the motivation, we recommend that senior managers role model, role model a coaching approach themselves and that they speak positively about coaching, sharing the benefits of coaching for the organization as well as for the individual by credible managers and allowing and persuading managers to choose when to use a coaching approach. Not expect that managers will use a coaching approach all the time, but they use it when it's appropriate. Because that level of autonomy is important for the motivation of the managers in coaching. On an ongoing basis, in terms of keeping that motivation, then keeping those examples of the benefits up to date um, that's really important so people don't just get stale and say, oh, yeah, they always talk about that one. Encouraging, again, the senior managers on an ongoing basis to mention some of these um, examples of the benefits, uh, the really the benefits that the company is seeing overall. That's important for people to realize it's not just a, a nice-to-do thing. Coaching is an approach that can be very challenging and confrontational. But the fact that there are growth and professional development outcomes for the individual who's being coached, for the manager who's coaching, and for the organization, this is hugely important. Recognizing the managers who are adopting a coaching approach and for senior managers to actually bring this up in their conversations with them makes the managers feel, yeah, I, I'm, it's appreciated. I'm really putting some effort into that. I'm trying hard. Maybe it wasn't the manager's original natural approach, but they've learned how to do it and they're getting better at it all the time. For somebody then to recognize that they're putting in that effort is wonderful. And then in terms of the opportunity, obviously taking the opportunity to encourage the managers to take opportunities to coach is important. But it's also important that all the employees get some awareness of what coaching is what it consists of, how it will be used, what can be expected, so they don't have any misinterpretation that it might be a disciplinary approach, that it's just about deficits and dealing with problems, but that they can see it as an approach which helps employees to grow and to develop. And linking coaching with the organization's values and encouraging learning and development, all of that helps in encouraging managers to take the opportunity to coach. On an ongoing basis, then, you'd look at putting some form of awareness of coaching into induction training for new employees and linking coaching with the HR strategy, the career development process, all the related HR systems. So this is just part of how things are done in that organization. 
because the more consistently it's applied across an organization, the more benefits everybody's going to get from uh, deploying that approach.